This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed Anniversary Blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed, and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unboxed Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe, joined here today by Gabriel. Hello. And Roberto. Hey, what's up? We uh, took off last week because we were out uh, in Las Vegas at CES 2023. Had a very busy show. It was. It started real lax, and it felt weird that we, <laughs> we were out there, and, and it was like... it flipped. We were What's like, happening here? We and were like, oh, strange. this is what it's going to be like. Nope. Not at, nope, not at all. And it was full-blown CES. We had two days of back-to-back we really meetings. wanted it to be a three-day thing. Yeah. Like, we wanted to split them out, but the way everybody was doing... Mm-hmm. Like, we were done basically thursday people were like all right day one to see yes like, right day one we're leaving yeah we got people asking, are you going to this and i'm like no, we'll, yeah. be, we'll be home bro <laughs> we're, we're heading back yeah but it kind of worked out we ended up uh getting to play a lit par three course yes that was fun not, at, at not, angel park not just lit it was like lit. awesome it no was, it was lit it was it was lit up no cap <laughs> <laughs> zero shot it was no cap okay. no cap for real for real no, it was uh, lit up. Like, yeah. we got there that night. <laughs> the sun goes down at this time of year at, like, 420 mm-hmm. or 410 or 415 or something dumb. Very mm-hmm. early in Vegas. Because right. Vegas is on the very eastern side of the most western time. Right. So, we kind of see the opposite here where we live. We're on the very west edge yeah. of our time zone. So, we have the longest possible days. Yeah. Um, yeah. The latest possible sunsets, basically. 
in our time zone. So, Vegas, not so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, ah, somewhere probably won't go down to like five yeah. or something. And we we're like, and I looked it up and I'm like, nope, like four seventeen. Yeah, was the sunset. Yeah. Not not beginning of dusk. Sunset. Yeah. It was all yeah. dark. So weird because like uh, you always have to deal with the time change, but then you had that with the sun setting at like Feeling four twenty whatever, and yeah. it's like we're sitting down to eat and like man. Why are we so tired? Why are we so hungry? I went, well, it's it's like eight thirty where we're yeah, from, and, yeah, and it's been dark. It's forever. been dark since we got here. Yeah, yeah. But it was a it was a good show. Once we once we got settled in, we had uh, Wednesday and Thursday kind of back to back meetings. Yeah, we, all day. Uh, yeah, for those, I guess, kind of a, a little. <clears throat> little tidbit here a little behind the scenes we don't we don't go to the show floor anymore normally uh, it's like we don't go there for much we, we normally go there, go there for samsung the we've we've gone the past time couple times we've i was gonna say past couple of years we haven't been there the past couple of years yeah the past few times we have been at ces we've gone to the show floor for samsung yes uh this year we did not uh yeah day one we were basically finishing up stuff so uh most of the meetings that we do are with one-on-one with manufacturers in uh, suites yeah. in hotels. hotels. Uh, Dispersed about. Las and Vegas. one, the HP, if you all go watch the HP Dragonfly Pro video, you'll notice that one's at like a, a little miniature CES. <laughs> it's yeah. real weird. It's so weird, man. It's such a big show. It has like shows inside of shows. There's, there's, yeah, there's, is. and there's like parties. There's all this different stuff. There's, there's, hotels that are basically taken over by ces and then you have oh, the yeah. show floor and it, it was it was wild yeah. so pepcom was the first uh stand for like what is that for pepcom mm. i have no idea pepper communication pepper communications mm. yeah just no in. idea peppered in but pepcom is normally like a bunch of kind of obscure things is what it Most seems times, like i ran into uh the people that make this dog groomer i just it was so <laughs> yeah. which uh, yeah it was crazy we was were standing there talking so anyways the the pepcom is at the sans venetian which is where ces used to be way back in the day no that wasn't at San venetian was it not pep no, no pepcom was at was, uh where that was, was where we went to uh media tech and aces at the sans venetian That's right. it all blurs together for me. where the heck was that yeah, sure. Yeah, it know. wasn't the win. It wasn't Cosmopolitan. It wasn't. Don't know. I don't know. Was it S- no, it wasn't Caesars. Caesars is a resort. We been at the Venetian. Resort World was. was at because the Venetians, Lenovo, their ballrooms yeah. and stuff look very similar to. Yeah, Mandalay I think it was the Bay. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Venetian. first couple of years, those first things, Pepcom and that stuff were in Mandalay Bay. Yeah, it so, all looks yeah. very similar, so it gets hard to remember. Yeah, so anyway, we we went there for HP for whatever reason. HP doesn't do a booth at. Do they don't they don't no, have a booth there's at the no show? Booth. They no. don't do a they don't probably save out. a ton of money. Yeah, they don't rent out hundred percent. So saw, they literally had one table, one yeah. table, just a regular table with two or three devices on it. Then they had they own Poly and a couple of other companies. Poly had some stuff set up across the way, but it was literally a Windows Dragonfly and this, and then what they had like an all in one or something. All in one monitors or something. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a state fair kind of. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you went to an event space, not, not even that much. Like a job fair. It's just. Yeah. Ta- it's just rows of tables. Like yeah. Pepcom's weird. It's pretty strange. Yeah. But we <laughs> ran into a bunch of people. And yeah, yeah it was great. People there. It was, that Paul was Abdul great. was there. Yeah, Paul yeah. Abdul. Seriously, was she was ran there. down. Gabe killed me. Yeah, but we're standing there talking to some people, and this small lady comes walking up. And she's like, "Gabriel, hey!" And I'm like, and then I see her name tag. I realize she is. She's a PR. She works for a PR company for another product uh, called Airgram. Airgram. 
that we've been covering. Uh, it's just a, it's like a Google meet, uh, video transcription thing for different video conferences. She walks up she's like, Oh, you got to come by and see her booth for your go. She was there representing this dog grooming vacuum, the, the brand on it now. Uh, but we just bought it like <laughs> it uh, so two funny. weeks ago for, for honey. And yeah, it's like, it's like a Flowbee for dogs basically, yeah. but it also has like uh, grooming tools. It's all attached to this really quiet vacuum. That's still got a lot of suction, but it's quiet. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't freak the dog out. So like she barks at every vacuum ever, but that vacuum she doesn't. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you can like uh, comb her and, and brush her and get all the hair and you just hit this little button. It goes into the vacuum. And so we're walking over there. I'm like, yeah, we bought something similar to this thinking someone's knocked this off on Amazon. It's yeah. I mean, there's different. a million of them on like AliExpress or yeah. whatever. And know? so we get around the corner and I see one model and I'm like, yeah, it's something like that. And I look over, I'm like, no, oh, there it is. That's it. That's the thing I've got. Like that's actually <laughs> really, that's really yeah. weird happenstance. Super, super weird. So. But it was kind of cool. But they, uh, yeah. So like, we don't, we don't go to the, that uh, other than that, we don't go to that and like, going to where MediaTek and Asus were and the Venetian Sands. Like yeah. that's another exposition center. I mean, but it's, like right. they're like but individual they still have their rooms. own areas. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. It's more like yeah, individual booths versus the open showroom. The stuff you see a lot of times on the open showroom floor at CES. We didn't even touch that. This it year. would have been fun. I mean, we were uh, talking earlier an extra about day would have been kind of cool to go yeah, play around in there. We, we were talking about uh, Mr. Mobile. Uh, his recap, uh, Michael Fisher's recap, and there was some cool stuff that he got to see yep. that was Joe probably... and Robbie are in it. If you go watch it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> when he's... in the Asus booth, you'll see Joe and Robbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we ran into ran into him quite a bit. Yeah, it was cool uh, this year. So, but yeah, it was it was neat too. Like a lot of connections you've made at the Media Tech Summit. Yeah, the last couple of years, mm-hmm. like we were able to see some of those guys and hang out with them. And and it's just funny. Like you, you see, like the first Media Tech event event I went to. It was like, how do all these people know each other? But now you see, it's like, oh, you end up running into, you know, we were at the Google event and it's like, oh, hey, here's so-and-so and and -and so-and-so, you know, like you end up just kind of as big As big as, you know, bloggers and influencers are in the industry, we are still kind of a small segment because a lot of the people, the media you see at CES is mainstream media. I mean, we went to one private party and there was a guy from AARP there. Which is so weird. Because they write about this stuff. They write about technology. I mean, Fox News, CNBC, MSNBC. And these are, you know, so and CNET, all these, yeah, huge they're covering tech. So they're covering, CNET, we, for sure. we're all kind of like a little group, we yeah, stick together, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the creators. But it was, it was a super fun CES, it was nice to be in person, uh, for the first time, uh, in, in a few years, and it was nice to get our hands on some devices. And this was probably, as far as number of things we covered, this was probably the, the most, most populated CES absolutely, that we did, absolutely, yeah, because yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of 2020, how many things we covered. Had the, Samsung Galaxy Chromebook. You had Asus's 436. Asus, that was the bendy screen year. Yeah, those were like were the AMD. So there were like that that year or the year before. There were like three or four. There there weren't that many flagship like consumer facing devices. I think we put out five videos, right? Five published videos on main channel this this year. year? Yeah, how many? We will. Yeah, Uh, once you get out the Acer. uh, I got the Acer out yesterday. No, wait, no. The Acer. Is that done? Yeah. Sweet. Um, Mm. So, yeah, that'll make the HP, the Asus, and the Asus again. Add in one. Which one am I forgetting? Lenovo Lenovo. 3i. Yeah, we got that one out while we were there. That's why I'm forgetting it. So, yeah, that'll make five main channel videos. Tons of social content. Yeah, I mean, Um, seven, seven social videos, I think. 
So yeah, it was and just that it wasn't was, even. I mean, you still had the ASUS Chromebox, which is pretty cool. I mean, there yeah. was a lot. Yeah, we of didn't stuff. we didn't talk. Oh about yeah, the we didn't box. even cover. We didn't even make uh, a main channel video on that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot lot of Chrome OS stuff. So uh, we're gonna dig into all of that. I do though before we get to our our favorites that we saw at CES. What are some of the random things that we did get to see that you all thought were interesting? 100% the 3D screen from yeah. Asus. And that's what uh, Michael Fisher actually named that his PC. Oh, I, you didn't watch the full video. Yeah. He, I, I want to watch. Yeah, I, I got his, to where he talks about the foldable. He gives his stuff. best in show. To it, was, it was wild. And, it, and, it, it and was. he says this too. It, there's no way you can watch it on video and no. experience how no. crazy. I, like he showed up and they had a custom made foam cut out of his face. Because this thing <laughs> so uses eye tracking it. software, so they had a uh, hole cut in it, so he could put his camera lens in there and take. And even then, it's n- you'll watch it and you same. think, "Oh, this is." Blah. It he is, got a few angles where yeah. it captured it a little bit, kind of, but nothing nowhere near if, reality. I don't know where you would go see one, but if you Hopefully, ever big Best Buy, yeah, eventually. Big, if you ever have the chance to go, what was it called? It's the Pro Art 3D Pro. It, oh, I'm thinking Pro yeah. and Tom. 3D. Tom the Pro Tech Art. Chap had a few good uh, yeah. angles where you yeah. could see it. A so, and they've got some demos on their website that give you the illusion of what it's doing but i mean it literally without any type of accessories or peripherals it looks like you could reach out and t- grab the stuff that's oh, in yeah. front of you i mean it's, it's coming out from the screen so far like a full hands length yeah. away from the screen like it, then the the, the depth switching thing that it did yeah so with, all, like the avatar movies playing so it, it's only doing it on first party content so it's not like you can turn on a YouTube, a 3D YouTube yeah. video to make it work, which they should figure that out. But because um, it's just parallax, it's splitting the screen into two screens and shooting it at your eyeballs, basically. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the Avatar demo, you know, uh, where they got the the, the floaty the jellyfish floaty, things, yeah. yeah, the things that look like big dandelions. Um, there's a slider on their video player for that thing. You slide it to basically regular 3D or like. Inverted that way, and so, so like it would like look like everything you're looking bad. at it. What are those things you made in elementary school? Uh, where you took like a shoebox and you put stuff in oh, it? Oh, diorama. Yeah, it looks like yeah. a diorama basically. So all the three dimensions are going inward yeah. instead. And yeah, yeah, and what it, it has, there's multiple layers on top of the main screen is how it creates that. But it's and but again, there's eye tracking software, so it will it will find your eyes that way. It knows exactly as you exactly move your head them to. Yeah. And it's kind of moving with you as you. Move. Well, and it's not just that. Like that's the motion tracking technology, but that it uses the eye tracking things to basically align those parallax layers and to get the distance right. correct yeah and so it you've probably seen Wild. it there's certain like uh, uh postcards you can get every once in a while that have the, a parallaxing mm. effect on the postcard and you hold it and you'd like there's stuff coming off the card it's like wow that's that's really interesting what the right you can take that postcard and kind of keep moving it until you get it the right distance and your eyes are the right amount apart for that 3d to kick in well this screen is just doing that for you and so I, it it it's the best 3D period that I've ever seen. That's that's fake 3D. Yeah, I've never seen yeah. anything quite that and no good. glasses. Yeah, I, I, I didn't say this. Uh, I think did we do a video or something about this? Or I, no, I wrote an article about it. And I didn't say that in an article. I should have. Uh, the more I've thought about it, like even with VR glasses, which are you know very good at three dimensional things, because you're looking at two different screens, it can create depth, and it does a great job of creating depth this way. But where VR glasses really struggles, if anything's coming out of the screen towards you, like, and you can do it, you can put your hand in front of you, and it's, it's hard to get focus yeah. on something that's too close to you because your eyes... It's, it's not direct line of sight. Right, the angle's know. messed up, and your eyes can't put together the thing it needs to see. It did the best job of any 3D medium I've ever seen of doing that. Like this, I had 3D rendering of this Tyrannosaurus Rex, and I turned it to where its head was 
out towards me. And I've, it visually looked like it was probably six to eight inches away from the screen towards my yeah. face. And I could focus perfectly in on its eyes and teeth and everything as I moved it around. I'm like, this is bonkers how yeah. good this is. Practical application, can't think of one. But yeah. it's still one of those pieces of tech that you look at and go, wow. Holy, like, this well, is just yeah. insane. I didn't get to use the pen, I but either. I saw I saw Michael Fisher you. using the pen, being able to control yeah. Yeah. what's on screen. In, in space. And yeah. that's what I, I think, you know, you see like Google and different companies doing like 3D models for like uh, biotech and medical applications. I could totally see this being used for that. I'm sure there's other stuff that they've thought of, but you think about you know, doctors collaborating around the world and actually being able to really get into 3D models and dissect things. But I mean, I tell you, you know, where I could see it 100% being very useful. Um, you remember that thing? I think it was two Google events ago where they, no, it was uh, IO, IO, where they showed the, the really high quality video chatting. You know, it's like a 3D looking yeah. thing. Imagine doing that and seeing the other person being captured in a 3D that. That a screen like that on a little bit bigger of a scale yeah. could re-render them in yeah. three dimensions where you can see around them. Yeah. You yep. know, as you're looking. Like yeah. that would Very, be next level. Yeah, that's that would like be so interactive. In person almost. Right. Yeah. Um, 100%. That, that would be close to like a hologram situation. Yeah. Um that would be amazing. And yeah. this 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 particular tech is that good. Like it would be it would be scary. Honestly, I think doing a video call, if it, if the other side was being captured in proper 3D and then being relayed to you to where you could see it that way, that would it, be would be, wild, it would be really wild. Yeah. Because yeah, that person would basically just come out of the screen. Yeah, because, I mean, 3D, as consumers know it, is still somewhat two-dimensional. It's all based on you facing forward at whatever you're viewing right. at. But to be able to actually see it, it's it's almost a meld of AR because it's in an actual space that you right. can get around. That's right. That would be very strange. Yeah. yeah. I thought the Asus was amazing. Asus's booth is always just kind of cool. Like they have a lot of cool stuff. All their gaming, gaming stuff was cool. Yeah. Their gaming rig setup is nice. Yeah. Uh, I heard somebody say that, that the area that we were in, that is just for PR. Like there's no oh, wow. uh, there's no uh, public folks that come in there. So I wonder, I don't know, who knows what their main booth looked like. Know. But that yeah. was that was a nice booth. Uh, Lenovo is known for bringing crazy stuff to CES. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's been uh, there's been some wild things that they've brought before, and they had another uh, dual screen. Yep. It, it's not a folding display. It, no. it has a hinge in the middle, but it's two yeah, two screen PC Surface Duo the size of a laptop. Right. Yeah. Basically. Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. It was exactly what it is. And I thought that was Half pretty interesting. Keyboard, but a Bluetooth keyboard and all did their, that. Did their last their did their last uh one that we saw in 2020, did that ever come to market? The it folding did. one? It, it did. It was too expensive. And, and yeah. The X1, was problems. that the Fold they've, X1? They've made a new one. Yeah. Uh, they've made a new one, too. That uh, I, Michael Fisher's got a video about it, yeah. but it's still not 
available. Yeah, uh, and this it was one supposed to become available in November. Did they say the? Pr- I, I heard someone say like twenty one hundred dollars. I don't know with all of it. I could yeah. buy that yeah. because it does come with a cool origami stand and the yeah. and the keyboard and the that pen. the Bluetooth yeah. keyboard that'll yep. flop on top. And uh, I thought that was interesting. I don't. It is. I don't know. I think maybe setting them side by side is super. Could be super productive having two displays right side by side. Yeah, the waterfall. And maybe it was just the demo wasn't great, but like in Waterfall, she was trying to scroll and it was like, it was was like breaking and then like the top was scrolling and the bottom wasn't scrolling. I was like, oh boy. Well, then your menu or your taskbar was still present in the top screen. Right. It wasn't. So you had a huge break between. So that's a little weird. Yeah. But I do think that. And obviously this is like prototype. Bottom and top. So basically opening the clamshell and then just setting it upright. Uh, is attractive to me. I use a screen over That's top of my screen. Yeah, so like right. that as a multitasking thing would be awesome. But I just can't imagine, like this is a device that's like, oh, you can consume content on it because it makes a really good tablet because you flip it around in tablet mode and it's yeah. like there's no keys or anything on it. So it, it would feel pretty good that way. But I'm like, would I really want to go through all that hubbub every time I want to open my laptop and do right. something? Like if I got a task that should take me two minutes, do I really want to get all that crap out? And if not, you're going to open it up like a laptop and then be typing on a haptic virtual keyboard. Uh, it, you know, I don't know. Again, that's what, I don't some see of their stuff of just kind of feels like. You know, first off, shout out to them. They always have a great setup. They have their main room with all their devices, but then they had two other rooms with all the devices, but they were kind of like private. So we were able to go Lighting. in there and close the we door. Go watch the video. Yeah. It's our yeah. best one from But CBS. they always sure. have like duplicate rooms set up just for that purpose. But they had another one. They did an e-ink solution a couple of years ago where the e-ink was on the back of the outer, the back of the outer panel of the yeah. laptop. Well, they have a new one that the e-ink will actually, you can actually pull up your Windows instance on that e-ink, which yeah. is really weird. I've never seen anything like that. Kind of a cool concept, but it's e-ink and you're trying to view like windows desktop icons and stuff on e-ink and i'm like and not not just that but the screen flipped yeah this that, so was, that was cool, cool. so yeah. the cr- screen yeah that was the one yeah the, the yeah but pulling up windows and trying to open applications on the e-ink screen i'm like cool but i don't know that anyone's going to do that well i think the Maybe, benefit there uh, is that if you're wanting to read a document instead of having to run it through some proprietary software it's open, running open windows it. Yeah. just open it i could see that because that's the benefit of e-ink is that you could have it in a meeting or something like that you could have it just closed yeah. basically and have a document pulled up and zero battery use yeah. while you're sitting there which is really cool uh, i was more intrigued i think by the the spinning part like the hinge of that thing was, was so, so tight yeah um, it was really good because ultimately if they could get that hinge right Imagine for a second something that built like a pixel book with a very symmetrical top and bottom where you could spin the top and close it down yeah. and cover the keyboard up and still have the same back and pick that kind of device up. Cause this one was a little offset and it's definitely a laptop that was a tablet afterwards, but yeah. it's something that was thoughtfully made that it could be a laptop um, or, or a tablet type replacement there. I think that would be really intriguing because yeah. people hate the keys and the trackpad all on the back when you flip a convertible over so that kind of undoes that yeah that issue but yeah i mean those those couple things i think i was i was pulling it up because i couldn't remember the uh the the name but the sony and honda collaboration they're making their a new ev brand called afila i believe it when i see it and (laughs) a lot of people (laughs) were giving it like like best in show yeah moving uh, entertainment space you know i read just as many things saying it's still vaporware it's just like uh Remember in 2020, Sony had a car, an yeah. EV, that they debuted. 
The what I think is more interesting, the I forget the two vehicles, the Volvo and what well, there was one other one BMW in had BMW one there. had that. Uh, no, the one in the Google booth. There were the two ones oh, in the Google booth. I don't remember. The Hyundai was it, was the, it a Hyundai? It's maybe? the new Hyundai, not the Ionic Five. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't Regardless, know I like seeing those companies that are out there in the market putting right. out EVs. Yeah, the Audi, and, yeah. the Audi they had in Google's booth Audi the last does. time we went was bad. They had yeah. an Audi they had this time. Too. Yeah, I think there was the one Audi that was there last time they had it right back there by the ball pit. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. think it was sick. Yeah. But this, uh, you know, CES is, is obviously uh, a place for these companies to show off EV tech. Oh, and, sure. Um, and ju- I just remembered that we took a lap around Pepcom, and I completely forgot that Citizen was there. We should have went over. We and should have. Because hey, it's not it's not a Wear OS, but they I, have I saw them. Cause remember, I was like, oh look, there's yeah. and we just never made it back over there. The um, yeah, the other cool thing that we did in Vegas, if you saw on our Instagram story, was we took a ride on the Vegas Loop. Yeah. Uh, which was about forty-five seconds. <laughs> we waited longer <laughs> than the loop. Yeah, then we did. Did you see some of the footage though of other people that got on in the south entrance, and it's like all LEDs and like crazy oh, like, really? band music playing? Yeah, like the one that we went to was like very tame. There was no lights or nothing. Like we walked up and paid and got in the vehicle, and then they right. dropped us off in this kind of parking lot. The one on the south side, the one on the south side of the convention center is like this bigger room <clears throat> and there's like uh there was yeah, there was like all these lights, LED lights along the side, <clears throat> these big screens and like oh, that music been more playing. Fun. I know I'm like, dang, that would have made our <laughs> video way cooler. But um the idea is very fascinating. And we did. I mean yeah. we went from on the other side of the strip where there's all the hotels and it's very yeah. busy. We went from there to the convention center so in we 45 got in what? A, yeah. a minute. Is it Cosmo? Quick. Is that where we got in? Yeah. 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 Or, uh, no, that no, was, no, was uh, Resorts World. Resorts World. So oh, we yeah. were up on yeah, the far there, and we yeah. got all the way to the convention center in about yeah, 40, because it's a you know underground Straight direction. Line. Yeah. No so stops. the idea there is is fascinating. Instagram obviously. liked it. My reel blew up. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Cool stuff. There's obviously a lot to see at CES that we didn't even get a chance to go look oh, at. Yeah. But oh, yeah. there Tons was of lots stuff. of cool Chrome OS stuff. So we're going to take yes. a quick break for an ad and we're going to come back and talk about those. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. As promised, let's dig into our Chrome OS top picks from CES. Top picks. Top picks. This will be short. I think we're all the same. (laughs) Do it. Yeah, I think this is just a, a round table. Yeah. Every it, it, all the Chrome stuff. It's just is all picks. the Chrome stuff. Here we go. Number one. I'm just going to go in order Let's of how with, we cover them. Start with boxes. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Start with yeah. shapes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Let's start with boxes. Asus. Yeah. Uh, it's Chromebox. Charging. That's on my top. Hey, that's, that's, corners, <laughs> yeah, it's got that's on my top. One of my top picks, though. I mean, Acer's got theirs, which is fine. But Asus's looks. It is dope. pretty. It, Acer came out with a couple years ago. I think it was the eighth gen. Pill shape. Yeah, and it had the little stand, so it sat vertically. Yeah, that was pretty it. cool. Then they went back, kind of commercial looking, and everybody's had that traditional square one. Acer's had one. Asus had one. CTL, all that. Asus's this year looks. 
dope. And they've yeah. rebranded. They no longer no longer say Chrome on the top. They have a, yeah. a chrome monochromatic box Chrome box logo, and it looks sick. But then the Asus has a 15 watt wireless charger in there. Yeah, which yeah. is so cool. Robbie discovered I found it that a few a while back. Ago. I was yeah. like, not sure what this is going to be, but yeah. Yeah. hey, you got it sitting on the desk. Boom, makes sense. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's there. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it has a bunch of ports on the back. And Plenty of ports. I think it'll run four monitors. Yeah, four yeah. 4K displays. It's no bigger than any any previous model. So it's, I mean, if you just had that on, like I could put that on my desktop right now and I could eliminate everything on my desk other than my uh, monitor. Uh, if I didn't review Chromebooks, I would be a Chromebooks guy. Yeah. 100%. So. Yeah. And 12th gen, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. all yeah. the new good all stuff. All the new goodies. Yeah. Yeah. So you can also run games on it eventually. Yeah. And same thing with the uh, same thing with the Acer Chromebox. It's yeah, internally new, same same stuff. Same four K or four four K monitors. Yeah, and it's, that's why this year was kind of cool because Chromeboxes are Chromeboxes. It really boils down to the price and the ability. Some Chromeboxes are a little bit more difficult to get apart, but Asus has always been super easy. Yeah, Just pop the top off. But and there, the you stuff can around. upgrade the RAM and the storage in them. They're all pretty much the same. The internals are the same. Yeah. It's just the price and the, the customer support that you're going to get. This year we saw two new Chromeboxes mm-hmm. that have two new features that we've never really seen before. Acer's isn't completely unique because CTL has been doing for a while now. They do like a monitor Chromebox bundle that they call an all-in-one. It's really not. It's just mounted to the back of it. But Acer took it a little bit further. Theirs has like, they have one variation that has this cool slot in the back where the Chromebox slides into. The Chromebox itself is very industrial. It's very much an enterprise device. It's not going to look attractive sitting on your desk, in my it opinion. It is not. But it's not attractive. Even though they looks like they had a little stand that you could... Yeah, they do have a vertical stand. It looks like use. a heat sink. That's exactly <laughs> it. it. looks like one of these uh, like kiosk ones that have a heat sink yeah. and it's yeah. metal and all that stuff, but like the cheese grater one that's on my desk right yeah. now. But they... Uh, the add-in one, which is what they're calling it, it's more than just a monitor. The monitor has ports. It has a uh, built-in 5-megapixel webcam, yeah, I think. Sure. Uh, noise reduction, privacy uh, shade, and everything built in. So the premise is you have your Chromebox that comes with the keyboard and mouse, and then you have your add-in one, and it's everything you need. Yeah. So And then if you need to, you can just take the Chromebox with you, take it home, work from home, whatever. Yeah, they... they posited that as a use case like i think that's weird i mean have have one of the monitor add-in ones at home one yeah. at home one at work you just take your box with you and put it in your bag like, yeah again it's one of those things I, it's like it's plausible is it a big use case no i could see like hey you're taking an extended absence from work yeah. and you need to take a work managed work device absolutely that's going to happen the percentage is going to be yeah i think the, yeah. The, the bigger use case is you got 50 of them in a Thought the workspace desk was coming up there for a second. <laughs> yeah. You got a bunch of them workspace. This person's monitor went out. Cool. Yeah. Get put a new add in one. Drop your box back in and get back to work. Right. Like, you don't yeah. have to mess with this. But they did tell us the original announcement. It's just a twenty three point eight inch full HD display. They have one that goes up and down, and then they have another one that has like a pretty good degree of tilt. But they said that they are in the process of working on a larger version so maybe mm-hmm. like a 32 or something yeah. like that but also a rotating version because there is a touchscreen option and that would put it a bit more on par with hp's chrome base yeah so it becomes more of a chrome base a little bit more functionality because you think kiosk applications for customers mm-hmm. who need to interact with stuff so it's pretty cool it's a little it's, it's different it's not anything new and groundbreaking but it's innovative for yeah, that space yeah you know? it's a slightly different take on yeah. yeah on something they're they're doing something <coughs> a little different and i think 
with with chrome boxes you know you can get a little creative on some of this stuff and try to try oh, yeah. to try to fancy it up i keep a bit. <laughs> i keep hoping for a chrome bit though i mean the chrome bit makes more sense now than it did well, yeah. what 10 years ago when it came out any of these mediatek processors yeah and a little stick i mean you think about chrome os flex you can take that anywhere with you and run it but you're limited to the amount of what is it, eight gigs of storage yeah. or whatever but you you know a dedicated this is my this is my thing because yep. you think about what they're saying with the chrome box oh well you could take it home with you whatever Chrome bit makes way more sense for oh, that. Oh, yeah. Way yeah. more sense. Put it in your pocket. Yeah. yeah. You know. Asus. Yeah. <laughs> so next up, let's talk Let's talk about the Lenovo. Yeah. I'm just going to go in the order that we filmed them. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's pretty straightforward. It, it was actually announced before CES, but we got to mess with it and kind of confirm what we were hoping about it. Uh, you know, it's a it's a small-ish Chromebook. It's going to be affordable. 350 I think, mm -hmm. starting for start. four, yep. 464 I think, is the configuration there. But it's got the N100 or N200 processors inside. Um, I don't know if we were supposed to, but we did anyway. <laughs> we ran a benchmark on the N100 because we were just curious. It's uh, uh, it's the newest small core. So if you if you keep up with this stuff, you know, you think uh, Jasper Lake, you think Gemini Lake, that kind of stuff. Um, this is the latest version of that. Right. Uh, but they're getting rid of all of this naming and stuff. It's just... Alder Lake is where we're at right now, 12th gen. So it's Alder Lake N, meaning just the small cores. That's yeah, it. and it's it's a little bit of a different take than than what we're used to with Intel. You, the small core ones are usually dual core or quad core. Uh, the new N Lake series, they're what it's like. It's up to like eight small cores, yeah. so they're all power mm. efficient. There's no power cores or anything like yeah. that. They're touting like 15 hour battery life and all that stuff. But uh, I saw. Uh, there's an Acer Windows device that's actually available now that has an N300 in it. I would okay. love to see what that thing does. But. Yeah, so I think they said May, didn't they? Yeah. For this one, so it's not going to be out <laughs> quite yet. Um, and, and, you know, Alder like N needs probably a little bit more time to be worked on. But the the key parts of this device are it's a um, 16 by 10 panel uh, at full HD resolution, 300 nits. Thank you. What's that? Is it for making. What size is it? Twelve point two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it's a, a little bit taller display. So it's it's an it's a good looking panel. Um, it's a convertible, um, and you know, it it has the performance you're going to want and battery life you're going to want out of a device like this. Keyboard feels okay, and you know, trackpad was okay too, but it was pretty firm for a plastic, yeah. mm -hmm. an all plastic device, and uh, it's just going to be one of those devices. It's going to come out. It's going to go on sale, and it's going to be sub three hundred dollars, and benchmarks we ran on it it it's pushing up towards like the 10th gen core i3 yeah scores. it's crazy <laughs> just yeah. nuts for a, an affordable device it's going to get wicked battery life i mean you're just gonna be able to use this thing for probably a couple yeah. days of work before you have to charge it so uh that 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 device is interesting because i feel like it's it's something that um has a lot of what users are going to want and need in uh in a chromebook uh and the price is going to be fine and the performance isn't going to be a problem like we i felt like with jasper like we got close it was like yeah yeah it was a pretty big good. leap but it good. wasn't quite there yet. uh the, these you you won't have any issue with performance on a chromebook it's going to be great uh were, so interesting were there two colors because i saw someone else got a photo of the like their blue color that they do i thought ours was blue okay was well ours? then there was another one somebody wrote an article and it was about it was about the the three eye and it was a different color yeah hmm. i, don't I know. mean they usually do the abyss blue and then like a, a gray or something gray or yeah. a sand yeah. so maybe it was like we had the blue and then they yeah. had the gray i don't hmm. know 
Yeah, I, I want to say don't it was that. maybe Kevin. I don't know. I saw a, I saw a headline that was a different color. Um, but yeah, another interesting, interesting yeah, device. For de- sure. Definitely interesting, and and it's kind of this this idea that we've talked about on the podcast, and and Robbie's written about of kind of that entry level getting a little better, right? Let's, and let's bring it up a little. And bit. another device that showed up that we did not expect to see at all was the ASUS CM14. Mm, yeah, so it's uh, same same idea here. You know, it's affordable, but. It's got some stuff in it that's better yeah. than what and you'd expect. And built really well, just the demo, demo units. Because yeah. we, we actually saw it before we got to Asus. We were at MediaTek's booth talking to our friends with MediaTek, and they had a GeForce Now setup thing mm-hmm. where you could play GeForce Now, and they had two of these MediaTek-powered Chromebooks that are previously on it. <laughs> we were like, what are these? <laughs> there's still no press release about them. I look, they're not in any of the press releases. They have a yeah. landing page, but yeah, no press release. Yeah, <laughs> the landing page. So there's a flip in the clamshell, and yeah. it's the MediaTek Companio 520. 20, 20, yeah. Yeah, so. And he said that 528 offers like a 10% boost or something. Yeah. It's just clocked up it's, a little. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not going to be a huge boost for most things. From what we could tell, I mean, it moved around pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, External monitor. GeForce now running. Yeah, you got, you Discord 1080p out. So that that was the problem with the original Duet. Couldn't do a 1080p <clears> monitor output. <throat> that, that's fixed. Uh, yeah, and it was running uh, GeForce now with uh, Discord. Discord in the bottom screen, like live streaming what we were doing, and it worked. You know, uh, this one I think is going to be like a 300-ish dollar machine. Yeah, yeah that um, this was no. They they didn't give us any firm pricing or no, release date on this. No, one. and the the uh, trackpad's nice and large. Um, it had a 1080p webcam, and it's super thin. Like that's I, that's what I remember about that device. Like, I, got like, shots, dang, man, I got a couple really shots. I got a couple shots of it in uh, in tent mode, and it's just because it's an ARM processor. Yeah. They don't have to have all that fan <clears> jump in there. Um, and then it's got a stowable stylus on the side, which is a oh, nice yeah, touch. I forgot about the stylus. Um, I expect for a low end three hundred dollar Chromebook right. to have a garaged USI recharging pin. And this, nice. yeah, and this Good is what up. we've talked about for so long is that that three hundred to four hundred price range in Chromebooks is such a weird space because you're right. you, to get something that's middle of the road specs and power, you're creeping up to five hundred dollars, and right. at that point you might as well buy a premium device. Anything below three hundred dollars is usually that budget bad screen. Yep. This we we Flimsy. have yeah we have three devices at CES: the Lenovo and two of the Asus's that are both. Real, like is i could at 300 or 350 dollars i could easily say hey yeah absolutely yeah, go buy it. Those. yeah the the clamshell was it a matte screen yeah it was anti-glare Anti- i don't even screen. think it had touch on it like yeah i feel like it was the cheapest version of this thing so yeah. it might again until they come out like it's it's hard yeah. to say but uh, the flip one i thought the screen looked pretty good pretty on good. it's 250 nits yeah. um good colors and stuff like that and obviously yeah. it flips around into tablet mode and stuff but yeah um yeah, I mean, good potential there, but I, I just like seeing some of those improvements. Yeah, in oh, that for price sure, range. for uh, sure, it's nice. On the uh, on the ASUS train, let's talk about the uh, the gaming device. This one was <laughs> way more exciting. Yeah. Like this one and the HP are the ones that I was like really. I, excited I saved to the best see. for last. Because that's what remember going to the ASUS booth a couple, booth a couple years ago with the C four thirty six. All we had seen was pictures. We had these super high hopes that like this oh, is yeah. going to be ASUS's swing at Samsung and everyone else, and the gorgeous device it was, and so disappointing. Uh, yeah, and so there's a little bit of like, uh, is this going to be okay or not? And especially, you know, we just put out our review of the CX or 55. the Vibe CX55, yeah. and you know, just calling a spade a spade, it was a, a rehashed Chromebook. Yep. You know, they at least let us know that yeah, that's exactly what it was. We wanted to get in on it and. 
we had these lying around. It was the CM5, basically, um, with new internals. And so this new Chromebook is not that at all. Uh, this is a completely new thing. It doesn't look like anything Asus has made before. No. Um, I'm pretty sure it's mostly plastic. Um, mm. Maybe all plastic. I, I, I don't remember. If, I, I don't even feel like the lid was. I think it was plastic. I'm not sure. Uh, but it's it's an interesting plastic, similar to what Asus is doing with that that flip. Um, you know, it's it's uh, or with the 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 MediaTek flip. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. And it's rigid, like very very rigid. But it's like a pearlescent white kind of look to it like it just it was nice it was nice to hold like the keyboard felt really good the trackpad felt good uh the screen's 400 nits it's it was a 16 by 10 as well mm -hmm. was lenovo 3 by 2 or 16 by 10 i think it was 16 by 10 but i, I could be 10. wrong i was in my head i, I was like eh, it might be uh, i think it's 16 by 10 anyway um yeah 16 by 10 400 nit uh full hd screen full hd plus um I think the webcam's like five megapixels or something. I don't know. Um, and, and we couldn't, it was really loud in that booth. And so we, we tried to listen to the speakers to see, because the, the, the only good thing I can say about the Vibe CX-55 and the CX-5 and the CM-5, they're all the same chassis. The speakers in those things yeah. are excellent. Um, couldn't really tell, but definitely not as loud as the CX-5. They have the stylus. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. the stowable stylus inside. So at first, I thought it was going to have vibes, kind of like the um, the CX fifty four hundred, which we all love. Yeah. You know, all aluminum, thin, all that kind of stuff. Uh, not really. No, um, it's it's way more CM five vibes. Yeah, just well built. Right. Yeah. RGB keyboard. We didn't say that. Oh, one forty four hertz. Yeah, hundred forty four so. hertz screen. So I mean. It does all the gaming <clears throat> stuff right. Plus, it's got tons of internal uh, speed, Core i5, 12th Gen, 256 memory, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, I think. Eight for the Eight 769, then... 100 bucks yeah, gets you... 100 bucks more gets you double the storage and double, double the RAM, RAM. that's yep. on uh, Asus's website right now. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a good Chromebook. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a very good Chromebook for a lot of people. It's got it's got a nice look to it, too. Like, it doesn't just look like another laptop. Like, it's like, ooh, it's kind of got yeah. a thing. It's got the orange accents, which are nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, having that speed of a processor, I'm sure the pen input's going to be quite nice, too, and having the stylus there. And then it was like, oh, is this thing going to be available? They're like, uh, I think, like, right now. Yeah, he was like, uh, it's supposed <laughs> to be on Amazon today or tomorrow. I'm like, like Really? Okay. Sure yeah. enough, it was on BNH Photo, and it, it is now shipping. You can get it from a couple different places. Yeah. So, so that's exciting. So we'll we'll have that one in the office soon, um, and and get to mess around with it. And yeah. I just it's nice to see ASUS come back off the CX fifty five that felt very rushed and um, just kind of half hearted. Yeah. To see that, yeah. like I feel like this is probably if if they had their brother, the device they wanted to do. This yeah. is what they would have wanted to introduce, uh, and and it gives you an option a for a touchscreen and a convertible. Uh, and a little bit smaller form factor to get all that that cool gaming stuff. And I'll be the first to tell you, like these gaming Chromebooks are great for GeForce Now. They really mm -hmm. are. I mean, they they make playing it just a little bit more fun. Like yeah. that high refresh rate screen and stuff. Like just something about that. Yeah. And so, it's still ASUS is still only the the only one that has a convertible gaming Chromebook. Right? Yeah, yeah. Their two are the only flips. Yeah. So and the only touchscreens on them. So if you really want a gaming Chromebook and you just like ah, I gotta have a touchscreen. And that's the cool and thing. They're not wild it. looking, so these legitimately could be respectable oh, work devices, yeah, and they have plenty of power to do everything. Yeah. And uh, I feel like ASUS <clears throat> mentioned to us a few times about productivity. Like they kept they kept mentioning productivity because I think they do want this one to be. A productivity machine in addition to being 100%. you know a yeah. gaming cloud gaming device yeah they, they all of them i think get the idea that 
they wanted to lean towards a little bit of gaming, but they wouldn't go like crazy RGB, you know, crazy monster faces. Predator looking, Brr, you know. Yeah. It's going to eat you. Off. Like, <laughs> it's gonna what, eat what is this? Maybe after Steam comes out. <laughs> like some sort of Transformer. Yeah. Like some of the gaming hardware in well, I was looking at so over the top. It's spe- ridiculous. The, the Asus, they had their tough. Yeah. gaming that's right what next to so that's so what you have in there yeah it's and they tough. had one that i was like oh is that two is that two devices like stacked on top of each other nope. no the whole bottom is this like massive it's probably got a desktop system. it's probably got a desktop gpu in the yeah it's like it. this it was like this thick on the bottom and then the laptop looked like it was sitting on top and i was like oh no that's just one whole yeah. thing it's a whole at thing. that point why don't you just get a desktop oh, that way okay, you can pick this thing up put it in your back I know. And take it. yeah land true. parties baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> We call Just this, the whole world we that we don't really Asus know anything about. Slab. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. If but you get the, mad enough at the game, pick it up and you can hit somebody with it. <laughs> I really love I love the screen and it's so hard to capture. We we film we film everything at thirty frames a second, so it's 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 impossible to capture refresh rate on these screens. But I don't know if you, if you watch it, you might be able to tell some of the smoothness. But one hundred forty four hertz done right looks yeah. real oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, that's the other thing. One hundred forty four hertz on their CX fifty five was terrible. Yeah, because like, you were getting ghosting and weird like, stuff. It didn't. I, I honestly, I did not believe it was one hundred forty four hertz. I thought they because the other ones are one twenty, right? And they look so very smooth. Yeah. Um, they they are good panels. The Lenovo and the Acer both. They're not touch, not convertible, but they are gorgeous screens. Um, and so, yeah, this one at 144 hertz is, I, I, I don't, I have a hard time telling the difference between 144 and 120. Like I switch it on my monitor. My monitor's got, I think 165 technically, but Chrome OS will do up to 144. Um, at least what I'm, the, the framework I'm running. Um, and I switched it to 144 the other day and I was like, hey, yeah. I don't, I can't yeah. tell it. It's we, as long as it's smooth. Like I, mm-hmm. when I can track stuff on the screen without it. Right, you know, blurring on the screen. I'm like, that's what I want to see. I just want to see all that animation. Yeah, uh, which Chrome OS looks great. We with. forgot to mention the Nvidia demo that we got to go check out. There was some cool stuff there yeah, too. There was, but mainly the ultimate upgrade that they rolled yeah, out. Yeah, that's the big thing. And technically, it's not like we upgraded while we were sitting there. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not actually going to be working probably for another couple weeks uh, until yeah. they roll it out to all servers. But yeah, basically, if you're on the top tier, you now go to Ultimate, which is a RTX 4080 running in their little pods um and it gives you up to 240 in standard definite or like full hd uh 240 frames but 120 in 4k um and then obviously still get your 120 in quad hd too but um they got into a lot of stuff about latency with that which is super interesting and they're talking about the combination of all the things that, that can reduce latency and one of them is just rendering all the stuff at high frame rates at the server level because it just takes less time for those things to to happen so even if your screen isn't 120 hertz if they're rendering it for that it reduces you're still getting the benefit right right and they were down to 38 is that what milliseconds what was it click per action or click per pixel it's click per pixel click to pixel click to pixel um so it's like ratio as soon as you they do slow-mo stuff and so as soon as the button gets pressed how long it takes an action to happen on screen Um, and it, the interesting part is they showed what Xbox was like 120, 120. yeah. Um, you know, and some gaming Chromebooks or great gaming like laptops will get that number down a little bit below yeah. 38. But and that's hard. Yeah, and that's their whole thing is they're they're wanting to get this out there and market this as this isn't a concession that you're having to make to do right. cloud game. This is a viable alternative to local PC gaming that's right. just as good. And I mean, we we sat down and played right. some of them. They I mean, are, we were playing on one of their ultimate servers in california 
because they only have like two, I think, on the West Coast yeah. uh, right now for trial. And uh, we were in a Vegas convention center thing, and yeah. they actually had them. They're really fun little demo. So they had these three towers and these three computers hooked up, and then they would lift the tower side up and show you what was actually <laughs> in like it. like a laptop in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one was a... Surface running in Yeah, it was just a plane. And like 3080... Yeah, and, and then, then something else. Then GeForce Now. Yeah, um, and you could tell on the the surface was not running Apex Legends very well. Like it was pretty jittery, probably twenty frames a second. Yeah. You know, and so. But then there were two that you're just like I can't really tell. So me and this other guy sat down and we're messing with it, and then we swapped seats. And we both, I think he said he liked the one that I ended up on too. And I was like, I just I like the look of this better. I don't know what that means. So. I was afraid. I was like, crap, I'll probably pick the PC, you know, and uh, it turned but out. But they were that indiscernible. They right. Were, yeah. But it turned out we both chose. Yeah. The, the better thing was GeForce Now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead of this 3080 PC with. And in all, all honesty, I mean, on a good on a good connection, the, the tier that we have right now, just the 3080 tier, is still, still incredible really gaming. Fantastic. So this is this yeah, is taking it up a notch. Yeah. I can't wait to see uh, what. I don't know. I don't know how it could get much better. I just, there's nothing in it that bothers Negative me. Negative latency. <laughs> it just starts moving. I want it I to there. move before I click. Like he died before I shot him. There you go. Yeah, I yeah. played. I played some Very Fortnite cool. the other day. They've at least got on Fortnite. If you change it to where you can, we did a video about this, you know, changing settings. It's they've updated it already before this ultimate comes out. DirectX 12 and stuff's already turned yeah. on, so you don't have to re go in and reboot and stuff like that. You just go in and crank everything up to max. You know, most of it's already turned up. So my bet is once 4080's there, it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll just be cranked. Because I looked at Apex. So cool. I loaded Apex, and I was like, oh, check these settings. It's already cranked. Yeah. Everything's cranked to max. Yeah. And no worse for wear. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I guess it just gets a little bit better. I don't know. <laughs> it's so good. It's going to somehow get a little better. Yeah, as long as I... And it'd be like, oh, the latency, hopefully... I don't have any. Yeah. No. There's none discernible to me, and I'm, I'm not competitive or anything. Right. But, you know, I, I feel like I kind of know my, a few things about a few things. <laughs> yeah. It seems pretty darn good to me. Yeah. It, was, uh, it, was, it was a cool demo. It was a cool yeah. demo for sure, and, and nice seeing Asus put out a, a, a proper gaming device. So. Yeah. Oh, and the, the Acer uh, 516GE was up on their yeah. uh-huh. row of you know, things. In the, in the NVIDIA booth, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, and the it's guy we talked to is like, yeah, it's I got one of these for my son, or I got one of these for me. I think he's like, my son ended up taking it and really likes it. And I was like, yeah, that's actually what I got in my backpack yeah. right now. He's like, oh, cool. You know, like, uh, you, you can do more than just you know basic stuff on here. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> looking uh, at my name yeah. tag, like, it's, uh, yeah. do you know who <laughs> we are? That's <laughs> all we talk about, man. It's like, okay. You don't say. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Really. Uh, all right, we saved the best for last. We're gonna come back and talk about the HP. Dragonfly Pro. Pro. Coming right back. Alrighty, welcome back, everyone. Now it's time to talk about the Dragonfly the Pro. Beat. Look at it. Look how good it looks. Just look at that. Just look at that. Look how good it looks. For those listening, we're looking at the <laughs> Dragonfly Pro behind us. Go watch on the so TV. On yeah. the TV. We got a video. Yeah, we got. Yeah, it's so sweet. Yeah, we got plenty of stuff out about it. No. But man, it. Uh, I haven't looked forward to a Chromebook like this in a while. I can't. I don't think I can say when the review period is going to start, but I was happy about it. Did we'll you hear anything that. back about that other thing that we were talking about? Secrets. Don't remember. Secrets. Graphics. Don't make friends. Huh? Graphics. Graphics. I don't know. The email we got from 
what's his face so oh yeah um we can talk about that real quick okay. um but you haven't heard have you no not officially yet but i think he's right yeah, um, but yeah the the dragonfly pro we knew kind of going in like th- this is going to be a super interesting device um and the more i thought about it i'm like yeah this could be really excellent and then we got to pepcom and <laughs> saw it and i was like it's more than excellent it was <laughs> thing is real cool um you know, if, if, if you like the Pixelbook Go, um, if you were down with that kind of device, like this is just a great Chromebook experience. I think that's what this is going to do. Yeah. Um, I didn't do much on it. I did. They didn't have it on the internet there. And I think they even said maybe they didn't want it connected. Oh, no. She literally was sitting there telling someone next to me. I don't know who it was. It might have been Gabe. That they didn't want it on the internet. Robbie's over there. <laughs> Like as she's talking, I was well, like, All it, right. it was in like uh, guest mode and had that goofy background on it. Or no, that's what it was. The background that's on there, we, I put that on there, but the it had some weird background. And I was like, oh, this looks awful. And so we went to change it. You can see it in the video. It's that gray. It's that grayish background. Yeah. We went to change it, and I guess it wasn't backed up or something. And since it wasn't online, that background went away like it disappeared so there was no backgrounds to choose from I'm like Ugh. so i had to get it online for a minute to do that like i didn't run any tests on it or anything yeah but um you know that yeah and i'm pretty sure it was in guest mode too because them that's i think that's our chrome unboxed icon alignment down there so I, I logged us in real quick and then that that was on there no that was at asus uh our account was on there and that was the only one on there i was like power wash hope this isn't some weird uh it worked Oops. out though um, but yeah, the, uh, premise is pretty simple. You know, it's, it's, you take the dragonfly from last year, um, remove the convertible stuff, um, and really hone in the googliness of Chrome OS with this thing. And it does, it feels very Google inspired. Mm-hmm. We talked to some people that may or may not have told us that they were heavily involved. It's pretty clear. Um, but you know, HP has kind of been moving in that direction. Um, and if you think back way back to the first HP Chromebook 11, they, they had a release thing for that with Google. Like there was a little event, a little online event. And so, you know, HP has worked with Google on Chromebooks for a long time. This one, I know they, you know, we were told last year with the dragonfly, they worked very closely with Google Mm -hmm. to get, you know, the haptic trackpad and all that kind of stuff. It feels like this year they they said, yeah, we want to make sure all the pieces work, but also, like, how can we make this thing just good? Yeah, like that 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 last ten yeah. percent. Like, how that do we aesthetic. get it aesthetic? Yeah, just yeah, because the, the Pixelbook Go isn't like some revolution in specs. I mean, it had a pretty ordinary screen on it. I mean, it was a 1080p like 300 nit screen. Yeah. It wasn't great. Um, but they got all the, the, the little details that are needed to make a great experience right. Uh, the way it feels when you hold it, the trackpad, the keyboard, the speakers, the just the feel of the device, like the attention to details. And that's the exact vibe I got yeah. off of the HP one. Yeah, and it it's weird because we've, we've seen other devices. The CX-9 was the first one, and then the Elite, which I use on a daily basis. Both of those, I kind of had hopes for that. And they're both great devices. They're solid. Yeah, they're well like they're, they're bad. All, they're awesome. Neither one of them have that je ne sais quoi, yeah. that yeah, intangible just, thing that the Pixel Book that we've talked about for years with the Pixel Book and the Pixel Book Go, and even the Pixels before that. Yeah, this is the first device that's really truly given off that vibe. Galaxy Chromebook got real close, but then I, it I tripped. It, it tripped a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and I, I remember being on the showroom mm-hmm. floor and thinking, like, with the Galaxy Chromebook, like, 
okay, this this does feel like, and and from what we understand, that's kind of what was happening. Like Samsung wanted to take a swing, and they did. You know, and the the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook was. If if most Chromebooks, good Chromebooks, get to what I, we would call like a ninety percent solution, I feel like it went to like ninety three or ninety four. Yeah. Like they they put some niceties in there, but you know I could tell on the the showroom floor when I picked it up how wobble or how bendy like the the lid was where the screen is. Like Ooh, that's probably gonna be a problem when you flip it around. Right. It didn't magnetize when you closed it, even though it was perfectly boxy in its shape. It should have it would have been perfect for that. You know. Yeah. They also chose to go with a sixteen by nine screen, which is terrible and and. A, 13 14 inch device when you're going to convert it you know and so those are the things that kind of just ding uh you you thought about it probably right. and went eh, we have these screens lying around yeah. so suck it up we're going to do this instead and price <laughs> well and it overheated yeah. and it had a four hour or three and a half hour battery life and so those are the things obviously that, that you know eh, nope from my just general user standpoint like it was really pretty um and it felt nice for a few minutes and there, there were always just like eh. And that's kind of how I feel about the Dragonfly Elite after it being around for a little bit. I'm like, there's a weird creak down by the trackpad that I noticed, you know, way after our review period. It wasn't enough that I'm going to go, like, write an article about it and be like, whoa, because it could just be ours or whatever. But no, it, I will say. It's a non-moving trackpad. Yeah. Why is it creaking? I will say, and, and it's not to the point that it's unusual, but it, the fan ports on the new Pro are on the back. Mm-hmm. Fan there's no it's not even ports on the elite it's a grill directly on the bottom it looks like that grill but yeah. directly on the bottom it gets warm like yeah. it gets uncomfortably warm when you lap it and you sit and work on it and i'm not talking like you've worked on it for like four hours like i can sit down to bang out a quick article and it's like this is uncomfortable yeah you know and that's that's not a good thing and from what hp was telling us like it the development of that device was just weird um that's why it ended up with so many different skews and the way it was sold was weird and um, you know, they they really wanted to try something. And I appreciate HP for trying that one. From a consumer standpoint, it didn't have a ton of success because it was hard to find for a long time. Yeah, it's Once pricey. it came around, and then when it did come around, it was super pricey. They never put together a model to say, hey, this Here's is the one we're going to... Here's the consumer version. Yeah, let's go yeah. to Best yeah. Buy and buy this one. It just never happened. Um, and it's a shame because it had all the stuff. There were all the, all the checks, you know, like mm-hmm. you got everything. Um this one feels if you're okay with a clamshell chromebook like they did that like they said okay we, let's take everything we did with that one that was good let's just put it here and now how can we like refine you know, it yeah refine all the you know rough edges and sand those down and and really think about what it feels like to pick something up or really think because like the the elite's not bendy or anything but it doesn't feel like yeah, and if you Solid. if you've ever picked up a Pixelbook Go, you know Especially what we're talking about. If you haven't, find one well, and pick it up. Well, the Pixelbook is this way too. Pixelbook's the same way, but the lid and everything on the Go, it just feels because there are devices. I can go grab one, one of those uh, Dell Latitudes over there, solid as a rock. Oh, yeah. But it also weighs seventy three pounds. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a murder weapon. Yeah. Let's be honest. But it's an enterprise device. Yeah. This is not. This is this, this is consumer. Is, this is like I'm going to buy a nice you or know MacBook says, Air. It's a prosumer device. Yeah. And that's what HP said. They said this, and in the preview that we saw a few weeks ago, they said this is a consumer. This is what you know joe Susie bob consumer goes out and i want a device that will do all of the things and it looks good and it's built well but i don't need an enterprise device because yeah, right. we, we clarified this is not an enterprise device yeah. this is going yeah. to be probably best buy wherever else 
yeah. one skew, which is awesome because, and they probably learned that from Google. They probably looked at Google and Google said, Hey, we made the pixel book go. This is the one that sold. Nobody's buying the 4k one. nobody's buying the, what yep. was the base model one? The M3, the M3. They bought the M5. It had this much Ram. This is, and so that's what they did. Yeah. I so, mean, and, and I, yeah, kudos to them for that too. It's like, you want, I'll go in. I want the HP dragonfly dragonfly pro right chromebook that's it and it's a good name yeah oh and you didn't throw elite in there or c427 or or the pro art studio pro book pro (laughs) pro 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 pro. Uh, but yeah 1200 nits display i think we we kind of we filmed it on about 15 percent brightness (laughs) it it is that right there is it about because the elite the elite has a thousand nit offering that you can get and oddly enough right now it's cheaper than the standard screen but it's a perfect example yeah ridiculous hp is just crazy but 100 nit display with the sure view which is a very enterprise focused feature but sure. 1200 nits brightest display ever put up I, you don't see a lot of other, what's the brightness on a mac that's not 1200 no, they're no, usually so. like eight or nine hundred yeah, you they, don't they see pretty high. very few unless you're a designer very few windows devices with that kind of display yeah um so yeah gorgeous display like the colors it's mm-hmm. full srgb all that kind of stuff and it's uh it's a 16 by 10 uh quad hd right yeah it's quad hd yeah um eight megapixel front facing camera so that's the first one there too right yeah because the think. only other one was the pixel or the uh, pixel tablet so, there's a tablet it was five on the front yeah the i think does the duet have an eight on the front on the back. Back? pretty sure all of them have five on the front eight on the back right so it's the first eight on front a facing. laptop that we've yeah. seen yeah so um and with what hp did with the elite you know the elite dragonfly look had a great camera yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. like it just really great camera so um once it gets it's all finished and tuned and calibrated yes yeah. it's, it's it be does awesome. have it we didn't know because it didn't say in the press release but it does have a fingerprint sensor yep. right by the power button right which is top. cool um and then you've got the speakers it was really loud at pepcom so we don't know but i just have this vivid memory of turning up one of our videos and hearing my voice coming through that thing and then hearing the opening track to one of our videos and feeling the machine Yeah, the table vibrate. was almost like vibrating. <laughs> like it was putting out sound and not just thin, tinny sound. Like it had, you can just feel it. You know, yeah. when a device is putting out like good sound, those mids and, and lows. And having a good build quality them. adds a lot too. Then. Right, I mean, it's not the shaking C- all the around. The CX-34 is an example. It's not an all metal, but it's a good build and that helps with the amplification. Yep. But this has four speakers, so mm-hmm. you have two grills on the top on either side and then on each side there's what looks like a small cd port yeah uh, i'm assuming those are the other it's outputs kind of outward the speakers. facing speakers kind of, kind of long like it's not like your typical little speaker yeah you know that you, you which see makes on me the wonder if they don't have like the a couple if they have four speakers if two of them aren't more of like a mid-low range yeah. type mm-hmm. speaker pushing the, out the yeah, side because in the press materials it initially looked like that might have been like the fan port or something but yeah. it's not those are speaker ports on either side and then it has a fan port Port right beneath the uh, like in the hinge basically yeah. Yeah. and so it's very hidden the fan port is um, and then clean sides to USB type C on either side that's it that's it they're Love all it. Thunderbolt 4 so they can all quick Sir. charge they can all output monitors headphone microphone jack nope. nope not even that nope. Love it. Uh, you hook up your Bluetooth or you get you a dongle yeah um, and then and, and I'm, I don't know if we some mentioned. people get upset about that but I'm like if, if you're going for this very minimalistic yeah straightforward device 
that works. Yeah, that 2023. Yeah, I mean. the people that it complain about, like, this isn't going to be in a classroom where kids are using headphones. Like yeah. they said, this is a prosumer device. Prosumers have AirPods or Pixel Yeah, I don't know the last time I plugged a set of headphones into the headphone microphone jack on I mean, my whenever I edit. Oh, on your Chrome. Oh, oh, okay. This is it. <laughs> yeah. On, a, and when you on edit. editing. Yeah. It's the only yeah. time I ever plug in anything. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't know if we mentioned it, but haptic trackpad. Yeah. Yes. It makes and a return, which is awesome. And it, but it doesn't what, have the... What... what was it the Dragonfly or the CX-9 that had the little tap in it? The, that's CX-9, that was the CX-9. Nine, which doesn't do anything fancy useless. like that. But. It's useless. Uh-huh. So that feature would be better with a haptic trackpad. Right. Cause if you're that's why yeah, I was thinking it was maybe If you're a Dragonfly number cruncher, elite. you know using a keypad without looking at it, if yeah. you can't feel the haptics from it, but the other thing too is like you, just like your home keys on the keyboard, the number five has got a little thing on yeah. it, so mm-hmm. your middle finger can feel that. You don't get none of that. You don't get any of that on the trackpad. So, yeah, silly feature. But haptic um, trackpad, which is very cool. Yeah, and I didn't even look at their function key. I'm looking at their function. They right do now. have the mic mute like the Elite yeah. does, which is cool. There's RGB a screenshot RGB, which yeah. some people bagged on, but. I, I, which just I, turn I it off. I right. Get it. Make it white. And if move you don't on. like it, uh, it's yeah. Again, pro-consumer device. Pro-consumers like their devices to be kind of unique. So I want my entire keyboard to be teal because that's my signature color. And by the way, <laughs> that, that's that's my soul color. Exactly. <laughs> my aura is feeling magenta today. The, the RGB looks better on this keyboard than you know. I'm a little color deficient, and I could see all the colors on this one. Like even in the lighting of Pepcom and everything, that's I'm those like, mute, those muted see keys Blocked. really really help. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, I like that too. Um, and all one color, the entire device except for the bezels, obviously. Yeah. When the when so the uh, backlighting was off, were the keycaps were the were I don't the? Know if I ever turned it off. I, de- I don't know that mm. I. We looked at that. I don't know. Might hopefully, hopefully they're dark. Yeah, probably are. But I would hope so. We'll I might see. have gotten some B. We'll have to go back and look. I think there was maybe a few shots of B roll where it wasn't on. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to go look. Go look. But yeah, I mean, I, it it reminds me so much of the pro, and and there's there's stuff that I can't. It's so hard to explain uh, unless you've picked up a Pixelbook Pro. But if you haven't, go pick up a MacBook um, or like a MacBook Air. Uh, go pick up any of the Surface laptops um, and just feel the handle them for a minute, and you'll you'll feel it. You'll okay. you'll feel what that attention to detail, the Dell XPS line, like those types of devices where it's like, hey, we got the specs, we we did all that homework, we're we're good here. Now we're going to take the last bit of time and really refine the overall yeah. package here, and yeah. that's that's what this feels like. It feels. Um, so reminiscent of the Pixelbook Go, just with upgraded yeah. everything. I mean, it, it, like the Pixelbook Go, we kind of backed. It's like, well, it'd be nice if it had a fingerprint scanner. Ah, it'd be nice, nice if the it screen had a is better. better screen because it had the 4K model and the 4K screen sucked on it real bad. Yeah, it was and, crazy expensive. And, you know, and so like, but other than that, it kind of did everything you wanted. And so that's kind of where I, where this one falls to me. Um, and I'm one finger lift too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Touch screen? Okay, touchscreen. It's so it's it's just like the Go, where it has the. And there are times I use the touchscreen on the Go because I, I still do. work from the Go. I do. I like. I I don't think it's necessary to no. have a touchscreen. No. It's not. But anymore. I like swiping notifications. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little stuff. Just sometimes if you're working on it and something comes up, you just yeah reach up, poke it instead of click. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah, it's two or three seconds, but when it happens over all over the place, like it does, kind of wear on you a little bit uh, not to have a touchscreen and. Every once in a while, you're going to have an Android app that just sometimes you can't find the keyboard thing or the, they forgot to add the mouse control yeah. for whatever. Just reach up, touch the screen, you know? And so 
I, I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Uh, Did they, for me, like convertible Chromebooks, I, yeah. I don't really have a whole lot of use for them. Um, so just a, Chrome, a laptop laptop. I would is, say that most people don't. They, <laughs> they probably don't. It's I don't like, know. Oh, it's, it's there in case I need it. Well, there okay, were times. There were times I feel like when you had the Pixel Book, there were times in meetings you would flip it around. But that's somebody working in design in a yeah. marketing firm, in meetings, once a right. month, maybe. Now, where you nowadays, flip I rarely ever flip. I think I've ever put the elite in convert. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it just—it's not for a handful of people. I'm sure it is useful, but for most people, it's just not that useful. Yeah. Um, I could see like GeForce Now, maybe you know, flip in, it into that in your lap and play. But I've, I've been playing GeForce Now with a controller. Yeah. With the uh, Acer five sixteen GE. Yeah, I will, go, I will go. I will go. If my son wants me to play Roblox with him, I will go convertible for that because touch, oh, okay. touch is easier than yeah. keyboard. Right. And but, so I mean, those things are nice. Right. When you need them. But but if if going clamshell allows you to maybe get the one finger lift, get you know yeah. a, a little bit of extra build quality here and keep there, keep the bezels down, keep the bezels down, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, so great. They didn't give us pricing. No. They didn't give us really dudes. They, were, they I tried were very tight lips. So hard. A thousand bucks. That's that's where I think it's yeah. gonna be. If it comes in lower than a thousand, it's gonna be like I'd be shocked. That insane. would be insane. Awesome. I, I wouldn't I be doubt. shocked if it's a thousand ninety nine. But I feel yeah. like as a consumer device, they need to keep it to three yeah. three digits. Yeah, nine ninety nine or nine forty nine. That would be good. ooh nine forty nine would, be, would like be pretty saucy. Yeah, and it you know internally. 12 gigs of RAM, 16 gigs uh, or 16 gigs of RAM, uh, 12th gen Core i5, Five, yeah. and then uh, 256 internal NVMe storage, and that's it. All there good are, there stuff. are no other options. Yeah, no excuse. Uh, but what Gabe was alluding to earlier is the one thing. It's like eh, it's a little weird. Um, apparently, with with XC graphics and Intel processors, um, they revert back to the UHD graphics, which is the the one the kind of GPU standard standard Intel, thing that yeah. came before. I if saw the, this email. If there are not I, two RAM slots mm. being used, not available, but being used in the device. And so when I read that, I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. I guess maybe it does. I don't know. That's it seems like a really stupid thing. So what it seems like is even if there are two RAM slots, I don't think there are in this thing. I don't think it's going to be very upgradable at all, but if there's only one RAM slot in use, which they have one 16 gig of RAM stick and they put it in there and they seal it up and they ship it off, well, guess what? That chip reverts back to Real? UHD okay. graphics because of that. So you're telling me like one of these Chromeboxes that eight, come eight. out only has a single stick in it, it's going to It's going to revert to UHD. That's probably worth, uh, worth sharing with the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, somebody like wrote a LinkedIn so it's like LinkedIn have a blog or something or someplace like it had LinkedIn. Yeah, at the LinkedIn. Top. You can write posts on. And he wrote LinkedIn. a very lengthy post about this this phenomenon and with Iris XE makes me wonder with like these uh, like seven fourteens and stuff that are out there. Are they two four gigs or is it one eight gig? Because if it's two four gigs, then you're or one eight gig, then you're not getting. Yeah, it's interesting. If you go back and read that article he posted, like he he shows with two of the same laptops, he runs tests and gets you know. a pretty considerable performance drop and heavy gpu oriented tasks apart. yeah um it's, yeah it's, it's it's intriguing and weird uh and it's an intel thing unfortunately so, so i've reached HP, out to hp and I was asked say, hp um, should be able to clarify that for yeah, us yeah so i want to get that clarified uh but if you look at the stat sheet right now it does say uhd graphics it does not say iris right. xe 
There's Didn't no they re- tell us Iris Xe at the show? Maybe, but with the that could have the dragonfly. I think last year they didn't put Iris Xe, or no, they they listed an i three on their website. They listed the i three with Iris Xe, and we we're like, "What? There's an i three? No, there is no there such thing. It was a misprint." And so I'm like, eh, "Until we hear, uh, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to say either way. But yeah, that would be a little bit of a bummer because yeah. you got a pro device not using, not utilizing the GPU that's inside of it because of a RAM stick. That's that would so stink. silly. That would stink. Like, if it's 16 gigs, fine. Bust it into two 8 gigs and throw them in there. Right. Surely. Like, I have a hard time believing there's only one slot for RAM inside yeah, that motherboard. Surely somebody thought about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Some engineer who's in charge of RAM uh-oh. at HP is going to be like, uh-oh. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, well, bummer. Or there should be a way you could, in the firmware, just tell it Force to override it. that. Yeah, like, yeah. This Intel matter. should give you that option. Yeah, but absolutely. Anywho, it's yeah. a weird weird thing that hopefully that's not the case but we'll know if it is we'll know more soon it's not like it's going to be slow or anything right Uh, right it just might not be the one you want to buy if you're going to really leverage steam games down the road hmm. so we'll know more uh we'll hopefully hear back from hp and we'll report on that but regardless this is a fantastic chromebook and it's so cool to see hp refine the yep. dragonfly and put out yeah. this this consumer version that is just looks to be fantastic. So and I'll say this too about the whole GPU thing because even if they come back and say yeah that's that's the case you know we we didn't have space for two RAM sticks and that's the way Intel processors work unfortunately I'm still wanting this thing hundred yeah. percent like it's not yeah. even it's not for me it's not even a, a thing I'm not even thinking about because if I'm gonna play games I'm gonna probably play them on GeForce now. Um, and it's just not one of those things that's going to keep me from it because it wasn't something that kept me from loving and enjoying the Pixelbook Go. No, because it if, never. Yeah, had if the I'm buying a new laptop, it's not because of that. If I'm buying something specific for Steam gaming, I'm getting a Chromebox. That's going to get a box and slap a bunch of RAM. Because I'm it. I'm not going to sit and play six hours of uh, Day of Defeat on a laptop. Yeah, it's not yeah. happening. Yeah. So we'll 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 obviously we'll keep yeah we'll 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 update you all as we find out more on this device. But go check out all of our hands-on videos. Basically everything except for the ASUS Chromebox. Added one should be up. Uh, Added one should be up soon. Yeah. Uh, we'll link everything down in the show notes so that you all can go see these devices. Uh, we tried uh, tried our best to get some some nice shots in. <laughs> You know, conference rooms. Vegas lighting. Uh, But, yeah, that and and go check out some of the uh, short-form content that we put out. We kind of did, you know, little quick videos of each each of the devices, some cool stuff that we saw. Did that on shorts, TikTok, and Instagram uh, reels. So you can go check that out, too, at Chrome Unbox on all of those. Mm -hmm. But that's it for this week. We appreciate you all tuning in and listening and watching. If you are watching, make sure to give this video a thumbs up. Go down there, click subscribe, and make sure to ring the bell so you get an alert when we put out another video just like this one okay that's it for this one see you all next time bye bye hey guys thanks for tuning in you can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast and if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of chrome and chrome os make sure to check out our website chromeunbox.com and follow us on social media by searching for at chrome unboxed Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.